Hey everyone, we're just starting out the show getting the Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and I don't forget them all. Twitter, Twitter. Twitter's the one I always forget because it's new. Yeah. Twitter uh, and Periscope were separate, but they merged it so that people would actually use it. Okay. I think so more people would use it. Integration, free market. Like everybody else, right? You are watching and listening to the Ultra Perform Show, the show about performing your best in life. We actually have help today. David Morrison is back here in the background, which is nice to have. Thank you, David. Let's give David a call. And we have a studio audience today. If we count David, we have a studio audience of two. And, and she's, she's nameless right now, but she can clap. Did she clap? <laughs> and so here we are. And uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. You can find us uh, on iTunes or iHeartRadio. And you can also find us on the uh, multiple feeds that are going on now. Um, today we have a very special guest, Emily. Emily, what was your last name again? Sharp. Sharp, that's what I thought. Emily Sharp, not on my description. Uh, she spent her career and personal life in the medical field. The past eight years, she has been dealing with severe chronic pain and fibromyalgia. For two plus years ago, she switched from pharmaceuticals to medical cannabis and a more holistic approach. She now educates and lobbies for medical cannabis legalization in the state of Utah. So let's welcome Emily. Thank you. Hey, Thanks for being on. Thank you. So um, tell us a little bit about your past and what brought you to doing this. Oh, um, well, April of 2010, I had an ATV accident. I fell down a cliff with my ATV and I um, was crushed by my ATV in the boulders on the side of the cliff uh, over and over again. So I broke my L3, L5, S1 vertebrae. Um, I shattered my sacrum. I bilaterally fractured my hips. Um, So broke both my hips, broke my right ankle and my right heel. Um, Had multiple surgeries after that, um, you know, metal placed in my uh, sacrum. So all the way across my hips. Had that removed. I lost my ability to have children. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, lots of pills, lots of medicine. Um, so come uh, August 2015, I was on 13 medications um, multiple times a day. So 13 different medications multiple times a day. I was like 192 pounds, so I was 75 pounds over what I had been before I had the accident. So 75? 75 pounds heavier. Yeah. I had gained so much weight. Um, I was really depressed, really unhappy. So I decided to detox cold turkey from all of these medications. I was on a fentanyl patch every day. I was on 100 milligrams of Percocet every day. Um, I was on some uh, a nerve relaxer that was, um, I was on a max legal dose, nearly a max legal dose, so that's always dangerous. Um, so I detoxed from that. It took me three months. It was very dangerous. I did that alone um, with a little bit of help, and I used medical cannabis to get me through it. And 
and I use that now as my main pain reliever. It's also um, it's also a hundred times stronger in being a anti-inflammatory than ibuprofen. So it's really great for anti-inflammation um, properties, and I use that for my arthritis. Mm. I, I have major arthritis in all of the areas um, that I broke. So that's in my spine, um, that's in my hips, it's in my ankle. It's very, very, very painful. Um, so I use medical cannabis to take care of my pain and, and keep my arthritis yeah. under control. So what, have you noticed the difference between all that, that's a lot of stuff, to using the medical cannabis? Um, well, I lost 75 pounds. That was really fantastic. I was, <laughs> yeah, it was really great to see my skin cleared up. Um, I was able to um, stop drinking. That was really fantastic. I'm sober now. Um, I think so you're, you're drinking a lot? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually medical professionals had encouraged me to drink on top of my opioids. Which is, as most people know, is extremely dangerous. That sounds um, right on there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, but I was actually encouraged by multiple nurses and mm. a couple of physicians. So uh, that was really dangerous. And um, I was able to clean up my life. I got a much better job. I was able to clean up my friendships, my family, get negative relationships out of my life, um, and really just center myself. I'm able to meditate now. That's something that I never could do on opioids, right. ever. So it's so. pretty much opposite of what I was talking about earlier about the uses of it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why, why you know you you feel the way you do about it because your view how it was. Yeah. Was just that that it was such a drastic change in the positive way for it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. It, it. I was able to clean up my life completely mm. and move on to medical cannabis. Something that I I have a much more different view, perspective of life, and and how to live it now. Mm. Yeah. Like, so what's your perspective? Um. So time is precious. It it moves by extremely quickly. Um, things could change in an instant, and you have to take care of you know, yourself, you have to take care of those around you, you have to think long-term and what would be best. And opioid therapy is not recommended past a year. Mm, um, I know that. Yeah, the CDC actually put out a report um, in September of 2015 saying that it's not medically um, recommended to have opioid therapy past a consecutive 12 months. Mm. So. And so they... Um... I've never heard that before. Yeah. No, I've I've only taken opioids for like a yeah kidney minor stone, surgery, think, yeah, something yeah. minor, yeah, yeah. like uh, like don't Lortab, not Percocet. Percocet did nothing for me, but Lortab yeah. actually worked. Mm -hmm. For me, I didn't. I was like, why do people take this? It just, it, but it killed the pain perfectly right. for me. Right. But, but yeah, I've never heard people that I've heard taking pills yeah. ever say that they're not supposed to. They just keep getting prescriptions. Yeah. So what, why is that? The medical industry has gotten reliant on opioid therapy. But I have doctors and friends who are physicians that are very supportive of using medical cannabis and also having it researched because they need another option. They don't have another legal option for pain therapy mm -hmm. 
for patients. They don't have that. They can't say to their patient after surgery, go to a dispensary if you would, pre if you would prefer medical marijuana. Mm -hmm. I would prefer that you use that over opioids. Most people would choose medical cannabis if they had the legal safe option of it mm. because they know that it's safe. There was just an article yesterday in the Deseret News that a healthy 21-year-old Mormon kid who had his tonsils out was taking opioids as recommended by his doctor at the prescribed dosage died from basically an overdose. I think uh, yeah. About yeah, and the doctor, the doctor himself, looked into it. So, I mean, we need a safer pain option. That's all there is to it. Sure. So, um, what about the places that it is, it is legal now? Do they tell you that to that you can go like yeah. California oh, yeah. or uh -huh. Colorado or yeah. Nevada? What you know, all the places that it's legal. Uh, Mich uh, Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan. New York, Massachusetts. Oh, New York. Yeah. Yes, New York. Um, Vermont, Maine, Florida, uh, California, Oregon, Washington, Montana. But I think Montana pulled back. Very, they have a very small medical program. Theirs got out of hand very quickly. It oh, was yeah. kind of the wild west of medical cannabis. <laughs> like, yeah. It's also a very small state. I think it's 400,000, 500,000 yeah. people mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the step for people to, to switch or to make it legal everywhere? We need to start talking about it. That everyone needs to start talking about it. We, the, the people that own the Vietnamese restaurant down the street need to start talking about that they would prefer it. The white Mormon couple up in the avenues need to start talking about that they would prefer it. The Jews up the street need to talk, start talking about it. You know what I mean? Like we all, everyone, the diff, all diversities need to start talking about it. We, we, our voices need to be heard. It needs to be shown that it's not just one type of I mean, it's not just one type of people, it's not one type of demographic that likes to use medical cannabis as their preferred pain medicine. It's lots of different. It's, I mean, we want a safe medication, so let's start talking about it. So, I mean, yes, that's what we should start doing. Great. And is that why you came on the show? Today? Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you want to... Uh... I wanted to start talking a, a conversation in our community. Good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for doing it. So um, you started doing that. What you mentioned detoxing. What uh, what was that like, or what what is that about detoxing? I'm getting off of pharmaceuticals. It was uh, very very painful. I didn't sleep for the most part. Um, my skin felt like it was on fire at all times. Um, it was, it was pretty difficult, and it, I was sick a lot of the time. I felt like I had the flu most of the time. So um, getting off of pharmaceuticals, you can tell a, a drug way you feel when you get off of that drug. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, you felt a, if you feel a little bit tired getting off of cannabis, then you know that it's not very toxic. But if you feel like you're going to puke your guts out for four days getting off of opioids, then you know it's very toxic. Sure, sure. I remember taking uh, Zoloft years ago, and it, uh, 
to get on it, you're throwing up and dragging yeah. to get on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why am I doing this? And I just stopped and figured yeah. out naturally ways of taking care of okay. being depressed or whatnot. And I just changed my diet and did work on myself and okay. uh, took natural supplements. And that's when it, where I, why I started my natural supplement company, actually. Yeah, so you know that natural remedies can work for some people. Sure, yeah. It doesn't work for everyone. Medical yeah. cannabis is not for everyone, mm-hmm. but for some people it is, and they need to have a legal option. So you say it's not for everyone, like... Just like opioids are not for everyone, just like oh, alcohol is not for yeah. everyone. Everything like is I'm not for everyone. Like I'm saying, Lortab. Yeah, you know, yeah. Lortab stronger, but it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Where Lortab does, it just depends on your physiology. Yeah. yeah, it just depends on the, each person's physiology. Yeah. So, um, what what do you do? What's your career? What, what um, do you I do? staff uh, DNP nurses to teach nurses who are trying to obtain their med masters. In nursing, mm-hmm. so I'm in higher education for nursing. Oh, great! Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. So you feel like you're a professional about this, like you know yes. what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. What? So people are talking about it. How long do you think it'll be before it's just a regular thing medically? Uh, there is a signature packets going around currently in Utah in all of the counties. If you don't have one in your county, you can contact, um, I believe it's the Utah Patients Coalition for a packet. You, we need uh, signatures so that it can get on the ballot. Uh, in November 2018, all of the state will vote, and then it will be legalized. So and we need been, to. It's been on the ballot before? Or it didn't no, it's, it didn't no get this there? is the first time so it's going to be on the ballot. Yeah. So but they've done drives like but this before, right? No, no? Um, it would be though it was just legislation that's been killed in um, in committees. So we haven't had a ballot initiative before. Are you open for questions? I forgot to ask you. Uh, yeah. Do we have any questions on Facebook? I see a bunch of stuff on there, but I can't. Right. I don't have mm-hmm. Eagle Vision. They're all just the uh, folks that are watching. Hi, everyone watching. So if you guys have any questions, now is the time to ask. Just uh, send us your questions and we'll uh, get back to you. So can you OD on THC? Can you have too much of it? Yeah, if you ingest it, it's, it's difficult to smoke too much. I mean, you'd have to smoke a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but to ingest it, yeah. I know it can happen, though. Yeah, it but, can happen. <laughs> but what, what are the side effects in person to opioids? Um, can you die from You can die from opioids, obviously, yeah. but from overdose on THC, no. You can get dehydrated if you um, get too dizzy and throw up. Obviously, you can get dehydrated. So if you need IV fluids, if you can't stop throwing up, then that's one thing. Um, but no, nobody's died from overdosing on cannabis. No. Good. Good. Yes. Why isn't it already being used medically, you think? Uh, because Big Pharma runs everything, for the most part, really, honestly. It's, it's, it's not legal now. Big Pharma really has a big hand in legislation, mm. a very large hand in legislation. So um, I think Orrin Hatch took, what, $74 million last year from Big Pharma in lobbying fees and gifts. $74 million? It was a lot. It was an excessive amount. No, it was an excessive amount of money. Wow. It was 
Are you sure? Beyond, yeah, it was huge. I'll have to look it up and send it to you. It was beyond nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, money. He takes a lot of money from Big Pharma, yes. Yeah. You can see where that would influence him. Yeah. So, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> no he came out in support of uh, medical cannabis legalization in Utah this year. So that oh, was he a, did. That, yeah, that was a, an enormous... Now, why do you think thing. he did that? Um, I think he is starting to really see that it's... Um, maybe, he the opioid, maybe he needs it. Yeah, maybe maybe he needs he's it. 80, and he's also seeing so that the old. opioid crisis is really causing a lot of harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see. Yes. I wonder how what it's like to take all that money and then and then go the other direction. The other I don't direction. know. Yeah, I mean, he's done a lot of that, so. Yeah. He also he actually is the person who actually safeguarded the natural supplements, and that's why it's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He put in the. Uh, the act that I actually forget the name, I used to have it memorized, but he put in the food, uh, what was it called? Do you remember what it's called? Yeah. It's the act that actually protects supplements, so it's actually treated like a food. Yeah. In the past yeah. few years, the FDA yeah. has changed that a bit. It's still considered a food, but it's more regulated now than it ever has been. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see how that goes, but he's actually the one to put the bill in place. Yeah, I and remember then, that. Yeah, and then you hear yeah. all this other stuff. Him and another signer, I forget who. But, um, but it's interesting to see that when it's, you know, it's just something else. Do you think medical marijuana will be as common as buying aspirin or ibuprofen? I think so, eventually, yeah. 10 years, 20 years? Oh, I think I would say, no, I would say more in Utah and more on the side of 20 years mm. as common. I think for in Salt Lake City, more in 10 years, more five to 10 years. Um, it's going to take a little while for it to get, you know, the growth going, the dispensaries going after legalization. It, that it is going to take some time. Sure, and I've been I've been to dispensaries like I, I said, and it's it's different there. Yeah. It's not. It's you can feel the regulation as soon as you walk in. They check your ID. Yeah. And then they check your ID again and log you in. Yeah, yeah. And then they talk to you about consuming whatever you're buying just in the state. Yeah. Like you can only it's buy so much. Extremely regulated. Mm -hmm. It's extremely regulated. And um, so I think really, it, it's people. I really think people will have so little to worry about once it's regulated. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah. Because what else does t what else does marijuana do for you besides uh, chronic pain? Um, it gives me, I would say, it helps me with a different state of mind. With having chronic pain, using opioids, it really numbs you out. So, yes, it'll numb your pain out for a little while, but then it also numbs out everything else. Everything, your senses, your emotions, mm. you are apathetic to a T. It is apathy all over maybe the place. Maybe that's my dates when I'm going on dates there to get Yeah, possibly. <laughs> what is going on here? I have no idea what's going on. And so, Are you okay? I'm fine. Um, it's, opioids are it's very difficult um, to feel anything. So, yeah, you're numbed out from the pain, but you're numbed out from everything else. You don't mm -hmm. feel joy or excitement. And with cannabis, you still feel the pain. It's not like it's a cure. It doesn't just take it away. 
Um, but it get, it does it does help with the pain. It does take it down quite a few notches, but it gives you a sense of peace, and it gives you yeah I would just say a sense of peace. It's um, it's a different perspective. Um, it's um, that I it's not that I don't feel the pain anymore. It's that I'm just not afraid of it. That's kind of just how it makes you feel. It's that, yeah, you still feel a bit of pain, but you understand it. You understand yourself more. You're, in, you're connected more. So Great. Yeah. Uh, but no side effects like you would have over alcohol. No, no, no. I don't have side effects. Thank goodness. Um, no. And that's what's really wonderful about medical cannabis. And we like to use the word medical cannabis because marijuana, the word itself is racially it's racially created, um, which that's not, we don't want to be involved in that. Nobody wants to be involved in that, obviously. So we like to use the, the scientific term medical cannabis. Mm. Um, so sorry, what was the question before? I, I apologize. I got hung up on that. <laughs> I, it's, it really, it, it gets very, um, it, the medical marijuana part. Yes, that's a, it's a very well-known term, but it's it's so racially motivated that it's difficult to deal with. It, it's mm-hmm. because medical cannabis is such a peaceful treatment. So, so what do you know of the history of cannabis marijuana? Where did, where it started? I remember they used to use it more years ago. I mean, I remember. I don't remember, but. I so you know we have. About so can you do? You, how much so of the history do you know about it? Can you share? So you know, this? as humans, we have our own cannabinoid receptors, correct? No. Yes. So in order for. So us tell to, us all about that. Yeah. So like we never heard about. So it the, the origins of humans using cannabis, for us to have cannabin, cannabinoid receptors in our brain, that means that we have been using it for millennia, because our bodies are now adapted to use it. Mm-hmm. We need to be using it. That's, we are set up to use it. So we have been using it for millennia. That's, we are ready to go. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been, before um, basically what, the 1930s, it, we were using it. It was, you would go pick up a bottle of tincture at the pharmacy. And it's like, yeah, like it's a THC CBD oil mm-hmm. together. Yeah, it's a tincture. Mm-hmm. So you could go pick that up. It was indica, sativa forms. You could choose both. They would give you the percentages of the THC and CBD. It was really, yeah, it was very readily available. Um, and then pharmaceuticals came on board and the government got their hands in it. And they basically, fear-mongered the country and stated that marijuana was used by black citizens who were basically gangsters and derelict human beings who were aggressive um, and basically, yeah, gangsters. They were going to hurt you and they were poor citizens. Mm. And so they scared the country out of using marijuana and then everybody basically just turned to pharmaceuticals and that's the way it's been. So we really, we've been using it for a very long time. This has been a very short time in history that this has been illegal and that we've really not used it widely as a society. 
Well, it was, wasn't it legal in the 60s, or it wasn't? No. It wasn't no, legal? No, no. Because that's why it was it hippies, a hippies oh, used it a lot, because it was a form of protest, because mm-hmm. it was illegal. Nixon well, was so against, Nixon was so against cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do we have any questions? No. It's not even looking at yeah, it. Okay. Um, so what do you think, what is the next step for people watching or listening? What do they need to do specifically? They need to, to follow through like what you were mentioning. They need before? to research it. Um, they need to start talking about it. And they need to find a signature packet to sign. Make sure you're registered to vote. Know what county you're registered to vote in and sign so that we can get this on the ballot. Um, we need signatures. We need not only signatures in Salt Lake County, but we need them across every county in Utah. So talk to your family about it. Talk about it at family dinners, at Easter, at Thanksgiving and Christmas, because that's how we're going to get it legalized. And not only is how we're going to get it legalized, but we're going to also get this opioid epidemic under control because then we're going to switch people from opioids onto medical cannabis. Um, It's really horrible to hear that my husband's, you know, younger brothers who are in high school, their friends are using heroin and pills because they've been put on pills from sports injuries in high school. That's pretty alarming. And they're using heroin? Where do they get heroin from? Anywhere. It's pretty widely available, apparently. I've never seen it, but holy hell. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that before, that teens will use heroin I know. I'm like, I don't, I don't know where I have no clue, but yeah, it's pretty alarming. So, I mean, if, if kids, I honestly, we just have to be able to switch to something safer. So if we can avoid serious addiction for children, teenagers that are in a really volatile state, we really should do our due diligence. So you said we need signatures. Where would where what what would they do? Like actual steps. Um, you would contact the Utah Patients Coalition, I believe. The Utah Patients Coalition. Yes. For people interested in that, and you just Google that probably. And yes, and you can. It. I believe you can also research uh, truthutah.org, and Truth. um, they should be able to direct you to uh, a signature packet as well. And that's T-R-U-C-E-U-T-A-H.org. Um, you cannot sign online. That is not possible. It is a physical signature. Really? Yes. You have to put your address, full address with zip code down as well. Do people still know how to do that? I know. <laughs> I know, right? Sometimes if I you write, use a pen. My writing, I'm like, oh, I've mm-hmm. written for so long. You do have to use a pen to put it down. Can you explain to us what a pen is? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being on yeah, the show. Appreciate we appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about it? Medical. No, um, I just, I just really, um, I, I just encourage everyone to really start talking about it. Um, that's the only way we're really going to get through this opioid epidemic. Um, is really talking about a safer option. Hmm which is medical cannabis, that's where we're going to go. And not only is it safer, it's sustainable. It's a sustainable medical treatment option. Sustainable in terms of financial and uh, Um, resources. And and what it does to your body. It's not going to degrade your your kidney and your livers and your stomach. And um, it's not going to, you know, you can use medical cannabis in a way that you don't have to smoke it. You can eat it. You can use it topically. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you can vaporize it. There's multiple ways yeah, you can use it. You can juice there's the live there. plant. Oh, we have a question. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what is the difference between whole flower THC and the THC pills provided by pharmacon companies? And who does that? Tyler Garner. <laughs> That's my husband. He's so oh, sassy. Wow. He knows this, but um, the THC pills provided uh, via pharmaceutical companies it's actually a dumbed-down version of THC pulled out of the full cannabinoid profile. So they pull out one component of cannabis, so THC, CBD, CBN, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they pull that out and put it in a capsule. It's synthesized. It's not healthy. It's not full profile. Full profile is you basically get the flower, you grind it down or you cook it down and then you ingest it. Mm. So that's how it works. Interesting. Now why are they making it synthetic? Is this what they do? Because that's what they do. They wanna just they really wanna just optimize on that cash money. Those dollar dollar bills. <laughs> well, it seems like they can just grow it. It is a weed. I know. They, I don't know. <laughs> just grow it and capsulize yeah. it. That's what you want to do. It's like, why do you have to synthesize something? It's like synthesizing lemon or lime. So lemon and lime. Yeah, you just go buy a friggin' lemon. Just, well, it's so cheap. <laughs> yeah. Lemons and limes are so cheap yeah. that they don't really make synthetic versions of artificial of it because it's so cheap, there's no point. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want like a healthiest drink, choose lemon and lime because it's all, almost always natural. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that they would do that. Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that uh, or asking that question. Mm -hmm. It's Tyler, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else? No, not yet. Great. Well, thank you guys for watching and listening to the Ultimate Perform Show, the show about performing your best. Right now we have Dan Clark coming on next Tuesday. We might have a guest before that. Dan Clark is a nationally renowned speaker, and he'll be here live. And you can find us on YouTube under Ultimate Perform Inc., Twitter under Mr. Wow, except for today because I know my Twitter thing now, which is fine. Um, Instagram and Facebook under Adam Tajadine. You can also find us on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Just type in Ultra Perform or Adam Tajadine. You decide what's easier for you to spell there. Or you can also go to blogtalkradio.com slash ultraperform or one more way. Oh, ultraperformshow.com. Thank you guys for listening and watching. And our uh, our get our our uh, First audio. Audio. Thank you for being here. And uh, our first guest won a uh, certificate to bonding soon. We'll be giving away giveaways and different. You're like ready to go. Oh, yeah, you? I thought we were, we're done. Ready. No, here you go. She's out of here. And also, like, so we thought we were done. It ended. It's actually, it totally it's actually still going. Oh, going? Yeah, because we're still on the <laughs> But we have all these things on still, too. Remember Tyler's Coffee, one of our sponsors? I still have a full package here, but I like to drink it. <laughs> um, it's acid free and it's doctor recommended. Yes, acid free. Do you Good know? for your tummy. You know? mm -hmm. Oh, you know. I have heard about coffee. it, yes. Yeah, that's great. Well, maybe she'll order some now. <laughs> 
Um, you go online, you go to walmart.com, they sell it, and then they'll be in different places. And we also like our other sponsor, uh, Shopbox. Um, and you can take a picture in it, studio quality. It's like this whole mini studio. I usually have it out here, but I like to have it out here all the time. But check it out, shopbox.me, I think. Thanks for watching, guys. See you later. Take care. <laughs> and then I click on here. That's pretty nifty.